Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast with Cruz. Well, thanks for joining me for a new episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, and wow, there were skeptics about the race in Chicago, but we've got to talk more about that. To me, one of my top three races of the year so far. we also got some big news coming out of the garage, and we'll talk about the race coming up this weekend at Atlanta. Let's go for it. It's the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Time now for your race day rewind. Again, one of my top three favorite races so far this year, the Grant Park 220 in the streets of downtown Chicago. I'm going to kick off my top five with that itself. The track and the skyline. Wow. How amazing was that? The track, really great layout from NASCAR. I applaud them for that. But the backdrop was awesome to see these stock cars going down the streets with these skyscrapers in the background. Really, really amazing layout that they did. Visually, it was great. Challenging for the drivers. I mean, you had Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick struggling. It was a great one. And I really enjoyed that layout. I got excited because I'm like, maybe in the next NASCAR game, that course will be featured in it. So looking forward to that. But yeah, I love the layout for the track itself. We got to talk about number four, the rain. Ugh, I thought it was going to ruin the race on Sunday. Thankfully, though, the car started the race itself on rain tires. Now, they were able to swap them out pretty quickly when the course itself started drying. I don't think the, the track was dry fully for the rest of the race. But, you know, before it, there were literally tires floating down pit road. There was so much rain just accumulating from the day before and on Sunday. And speaking of the day before, the Xfinity race getting cut short because of the rain, Cole Custer won that one. Is that the first time that NASCAR's cut a Xfinity race short like that? Because usually they have to go to at least halfway. This one didn't. They said, now we're just going to wave it, call it good. And I understand why they did that, by the way, because here's the deal. They pushed the race to Sunday morning. It was still raining. There was no way those cars were going to be on the track. So NASCAR made the decision to shorten the race before halfway because there's no way that they were going to race that Xfinity race after the cup because it was dark. There weren't any lights. But they were ready to tear that thing down starting on Monday. Really tight timelines. But the rain was definitely a problem over the weekend in Chicago. Number three, the fans. What a great turnout for the race on Sunday, even again with all the rain issues that they were having. The lines around the fences were amazing. I mean, they were 10, 15 people deep. The stands were full. And I really hope, one, that the fans in Chicago enjoyed the race as much as I did. But two, I hope a lot of people that weren't NASCAR fans that came to check it out, I hope they left, maybe bought some merch, and became fans of the sport. Because really, the whole point of this race was to help the sport grow in that area. And I feel like NASCAR did a really great job with the product on the track. Again, really great race. But either way, big shout out to all the fans who showed up for the race in Chicago. You know, I probably shouldn't have this one so high, but number two... The tire barriers, they were keeping pretty busy for the race in Chicago, especially that turn six one. Poor Noah Gregson, he found it, what, three or four times? I mean, Akasha would come out and I just started assuming, oh, it's probably Noah Gregson in turn six, but he was having a really bad day. I mean, one of the turns, it was literally both the Legacy Motorsports teams that were in it. And, you know, they were having a rough time themselves with everything going on with Jimmy Johnson. And, you know, that was on their hearts to 
go in there and not have a great run. You hate to see that for sure. But yeah, the tire barriers keeping really busy. They collected Martin Truex. I think Kevin Harvick did. Kyle Busch nailed it. Somehow was able to get his car out and he continued and had a really great run. Austin Dillon kind of caught one there, but he mostly caught the inside wall trying to go for the lead there at the end of the race. But tire barriers doing their jobs. It's great to see the safety there also, along with some spectacular videos of these guys crashing into them. And number one on the list from the Grant Park 220, SVG, Shane Van Gisbergen. Who? Exactly. But don't discredit this guy. He's got 80-plus wins in the sports car series, and he came to win, and that Project 91 team was on the rails. And a lot of skeptics on this. Oh, it was a range-shortened race. Come on now. We all know he had a good car, and he showed it. I mean, when he took the lead from Justin Haley there at the end, he was pulling away. So he was looking pretty good for that team. But his first win in his first start. How crazy is that? SVG getting the job done for Trackhouse Racing. No additional races are planned for that Project 91 team the rest of the year. So SVG making history. Here's what he had to say after his win on Sunday. Admittedly, I haven't watched NASCAR, watched NASCAR too closely the last couple of years. I was a big fan, uh, you know, like 10 years ago. So I was a big Tony Stewart fan. So working with Darian was, was pretty special. But um, yeah, I became a student of the sport really and um, tried to study as much as I can about how the races were and how the drivers are, how the cars are. And I was a bit scared after Coda, but um, yeah, it was it was really cool. Like coming a week early, going to Nashville, being part of the Trackhouse team and, and then meeting all the Project 91 guys. Like the prep was intense, but um, we were very thorough and I felt ready. And um, yeah, I knew it was going to be difficult though. Like the amount of road courses the guys do now, they're, they're very good drivers here and it was um it was tough qualifying yesterday was intense and the racing the the battles were they were really fun but everyone was respectful and clean and it was really cool nascar news now well he's got two wins now in the xfinity series and he is headed back to cup but only for a few races cole custer will join rick ware racing for three starts this season he'll be driving the number 51 ford starting at Atlanta Motor Speedway, a track that Cole set some pretty good runs at. And it was announced that legendary team owner Richard Childress will be the Grand Marshal for the Quaker State 400 at Atlanta. Mr. Childress will give the command to fire the engines for the race on Sunday. And RCR does plan on having Mr. Childress give the command from the inside of the cockpit of the number 29 that Kevin Harvick drove to victory at Atlanta in 2001 with that very emotional win over Jeff Gordon. That should be pretty cool and emotional for not only RCR and Kevin Harvick, but the fans also. And some great numbers coming back from the race in Chicago on Sunday. According to NBC, it was the most watched NASCAR race in six years. The race averaged over 4 million viewers on NBC and Peacock. That's the most watched NASCAR race for any network since the Daytona 500 in February. It's projected to be the most watched sporting event over the entire weekend. And it was also the most streamed cup race in NBC sports history with over 163,000 views streaming that on digital platforms. Great race in Chicago and great viewership 
coming back from it. So that is awesome news. And it's great to have NBC back. You know, I've been pretty critical of Fox Sports and just really the cluster that seemed to be with their season. NBC, though, taking the ball and running with it out the ground. I love what they do on road courses with the radio-style handoffs. That is such a cool deal. But yeah, great to have NBC back in the loop for the NASCAR season. This is your Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. The Cup Series makes a return to Atlanta Motor Speedway this Sunday for the Quaker State 400. Qualifying will be done on Saturday. You can watch that on USA or the NBC Sports app. The race itself with the green flag on Sunday around 7 p.m. So kind of a later race for us this weekend, but it should be a good one. I love Atlanta. Great track. And my top performers for the race, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. I think he's going to have a rebound along with Ryan Blaney. I know he's got his win, but that number 12 team has been struggling. But Ryan is always great at Atlanta. And my final top performer for the race on Sunday, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I think he's going to have a really great race, maybe even a win. My dark horse for the race, I'm going to go with Harrison Burton. I think he's going to have a pretty good one. He's had a up and down season so far, but I think that number 21 Wood Brothers Ford is going to have a decent run. Well, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Be sure to keep up with all things NASCAR on our Facebook page. I try to share information just from anywhere and everywhere. That way you can go to one spot and have it. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. on the Days of Thunder podcast. Find out more NASCAR info at thebull1051.com.